0: Dun, 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 dun. What's up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? Welcome. It is Friday night. It is finally Friday. It is 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you are at your place for the unfiltered experience with myself, Christopher Rauch, and
1: Scott David Goyette. Scott and David.
0: David go ahead. Welcome everybody to the show, whether you're live or on the replay. We pl- appreciate you being here every single Friday night, 5 p.m. We are here consistently, always bringing you the unfiltered conversations, whether it's just with Scott and myself or with the, if it's with a, a, a guest, which we have tonight, which we're excited about. So um, yes, whether you're on the replay or uh, on the live, please ask us questions, engage with us. And of course, as always, go to the unfiltered experience.com for all the latest updates and join our Facebook group. So what's going on, Mr. Scott? How are you doing?
1: Chris, I'm going for the extra spooky look tonight. I'm, I'm very focused, very focused with the Halloween season. Uh, my daughter's going off to some party, and uh, so I actually, the reality is the light above me is broken, and I'm gonna pretend that I'm going for the extra spooky look tonight. So I got the dark shadows. If you guys are, you see the spooky Ooh, look?
0: I see the spooky look.
1: Do, do you remember what we did last year at this time? Do you remember that I was Marky Roush? Oh, I was just telling <laughs> somebody about
0: that. I was just telling <laughs> somebody about that, about how you dressed up like me to be my long lost brother. That Dude, was that awesome. was so much fun. We that have to replay so that. We actually talked about doing more stuff like that. So in 2022, we definitely got to bring some characters to the uh, to the role-playing game here on the Unfiltered Experience. So yeah, no, that was a blast. I was telling somebody just recently, I'm like, oh yeah, you got to check out Scott and he dressed up as, and I can't remember, I was like, oh yeah, I think it was Marky Roush. And I said, he did a great yeah. job. He's like, what? And I told him the whole situation Marky like, Roush. oh my God, that's brilliant
1: Dude, that was the Boston
0: accent. That was the thing that bothered me the most was you in fact you you accentuated your Boston accent. I was like, oh fuck, really? My brother's from Boston. I can't stand that accent. I stand- I'm just sorry. I, I love you, but uh, yeah, the, the accent just gotta go. What's up? Look know. at we already got people in the house. Our Randy, unfiltered crew is in the house. Randy, up, Randy Chaffee. Stads, studs, studs. Studs, Randy's I was on Randy's show earlier today. We had a great time and conversation. So, Randy, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you, brother. Is a
1: sales stud, he's a he is a sales stud. stud.
0: He actually nails salespeople to the studs.
1: I like yeah. it. No,
0: he doesn't. Like Glenda's in the house. It's she says, Hey, y'all, Megan Watson from San Diego. What's up, Megan? Good to see you oh, here. Thank San you so much Diego for spending your time with city. us. We appreciate <laughs> you. Uh, Glenda says, I took my CPS today. Test today, uh, awesome. What does CPS stand for? Just for the rest of us out here in the world that I can't think about child protective services, I'm thinking. Absolutely. Um, yes, Jacqu- Jacqueline Rose is in the house. She says, Hello, Christopher Scott and Damien. So, thank you so much, Jacqueline, for being in the house. Our Irish Queen, we got Larry Snyder in the house, kick ass Larry, Mr. Kangan, Kingan Water, ladies and gentlemen. Go check it out, it will save your life. Larry's in the house, and uh, uh Megan's saying, Blah 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 blah. Boston, 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 Boston
1: Boston, Boston. with Mikey Roush.
0: Yeah. Well, it's funny is I could tell you this. My wife's one of my wife's good friends. uh, She doesn't watch the show. Julie. Julie is from Boston. And when I hear her on the phone, my, my back cringes. She is like traditional total. Oh my God. You should hear it. And I'm just like, stop make it stop. Take it off speakerphone. No, 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 no. We don't want to hear that. I actually, I actually did not date a girl because she had a Boston accent. I couldn't stand it. Has there been any any nationalities that you never dated because you couldn't stand their accent?
1: Um, I'm trying to think if somebody's like really annoying as far as, well, I'm, I will say this. I did, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at this. I met a girl in spring break from Alabama. She was the most beautiful girl I've ever met and her drawl and her, I'm, I'm trying to say this nice possible lack of intellect I I literally, she was so good looking and I'm like, I can't take this anymore. We didn't have the internet. So she, she'd write me letters and I'm like the, I'm the, I'm the old school grammar Nazi. I was like, is this even in English? I literally was like, I'm like, I can't do this. I just can't do this. And so, yeah, it might be Alabama for me. And I, like <laughs> alabama. I love you people i'm sorry i just couldn't take hey
0: that. it happens i'm sure people sit there and say i, I can't stand a guy from california oh my god what's up dude hey man it's fucking I mean, rocking it's awesome Boston, dude it's so sorry.
1: ridiculous so maybe the alabama so, people don't like Boston. like I, I can accept that like in we the world work on ourselves
0: The world keeps going round and round and round. Glenda comes back here and says, Certified peer specialist. Um, Well, congratulations, Glenda. I know you've been on a journey for the last couple of years. You've been a part of the shows. Um, So, congratulations to you. We'd love to see that. Um, And uh, Megan says here, So, wasn't speaking your language. Yeah, it's my problem.
1: I mean, at the end of the day, if you don't like the way they're speaking, it's your problem. It's not their problem. So, I need to learn to love people from Alabama. I need to learn to not be a grammar Nazi and just accept people as they are. And the 50-year-old Scott says, we're cool. The 18-year-old Scott said, we're not cool. So that's, that's evolution. I've evolved. I love people from Alabama good enough
0: i love it i love it i spoke down in uh i spoke at a conference in alabama and i flew into florida drove down to alabama and i went to uh i said well let me help you guys out the night before they invited me to this party it was crazy i know nobody from that party is watching but this the lady that organized it and i know she's not watching it but i i I, well i don't care either way um i went into her room her room was adjacent to the to the suite where we were doing the party the night before and i walked in there and i swear to god she goes you want to do a bump with me and i'm like was this is fucking 1984 again i'm like what did, what did you say she goes do you want to do a bump with me i'm like no i'm good i'm good i'll just sit my drink and i walk back out of that room and i never went back in that room again i was like oh you guys in alabama like to party i'm too
1: old for that i go to bed by eight chris you know this is uh, this show the second we get off of this i i literally have a, a bed right here i roll off of my chair and i go to sleep i can't be out doing bumps doesn't work anymore
0: <laughs> i know this is not true all right ladies and gentlemen boys and girls we have a fantastic show set up for you tonight we titled it uh, mastering uh what do we, we talk what we, what we call it tonight managing your inner critic with damien caldwell coach dc oh, yeah. i've had the pleasure of talking with coach many many times on clubhouse Uh, met some phenomenal people on clubhouse coach shows up uh, usually every week to our men's uh, weekly sessions and man he is just a powerhouse of experience he's has he's had a journey uh, and then some but just the way he speaks and the the intellect that he imparts upon people you can't help but take advantage of that that intellect and those actions and be able to put them into play right now so we highly highly recommend that you're taking down some notes take something from this conversation that you can walk away with that you can implement in your life please 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 Scott and I don't come here just to hear ourselves talk and and see beautiful banners and all other stuff that I have to replace. Uh, We come here because we want you to walk away from this conversation being enlightened and being inspired to be able to think about your past, present, and your future differently so that you can actually just be excited about where it is that you're at in the journey and realize that there's compound interest going on, that everything that we do builds upon itself and that you can actually really change the trajectory of your life in as little as six months. I mean, it truly is the case. So without any further ado, I'm going to invite Coach DC to the Unfiltered Experience. Coach. What's going on tonight, brother? Happy Friday night. How are you doing tonight?
2: I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. How are you doing? I was actually reading Meg Watson's comment. That was an <laughs> Alabama
0: slammer.
1: <laughs> I was like, laugh- I was trying not to laugh either. I- I know,
2: the
0: Alabama slammer. What's up, <laughs> Meg?
1: It's almost. It's almost like she like knew the story. I was-
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, she knows you. She's like, welcome, Coach DC we got we got robert in the house uh we got robert in the house says a bump by the way i'm curious and missed that front part of the story well you have to, get to go back and uh, and and listen to that again and that's something i just want to say for everybody who's watching the show Scott and I have been talking on the back channel. We just want to make sure that we're bringing the most effective interviews and conversations for you. So be here as soon as you can at five o'clock because we want to get the show started off more quickly because we realize sometimes we kind of blah, 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 and then we get to the end of the show and we're trying to cut it off. So we want to jump in deep. First of all, just to make sure you guys get value for your time here. We realize that Friday nights are a special time, so we appreciate each and every one of you being here with us live or on the replay. So with that, Coach, welcome to the Unfiltered Experience. How are you doing tonight, man?
2: I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Looking forward to this. um, This is... Um, probably the second or third time I've ever been interviewed. So it's pretty fun.
0: <laughs> awesome. Well, this is this is, this is not an interview. I just got to tell you this right now. We didn't get have a chance to, to have the pre-show chat, but this is just me, you and Scott sitting at a bar or coffee shop, just literally having a conversation between the three of us. And then the people that are on the sidebar, there are friends that are sitting in the chairs around us and they're like going, hey, what's going on? You know, Hey, can I ask you a question? <laughs> so it's, this is this is just a conversation between the three of us. The time's going to go by like that. So in thinking about how I titled the show Managing Your Inner Critic, and thinking about what's been going on in the world for the last 18 months to two years, when we think about COVID and the assassination and then all just the different things that have been going on in the world. What is your thought about being able to understand what the inner critic is and where it comes from?
2: Hmm. It's interesting because um, we all have an inner voice. And if we're, if we're honest, we, we listen to this inner voice and sometimes it's, it's bringing us down or sometimes it's bringing us up. Well, at one time I realized that we are in control of this in a voice. I was um, a trouble kid, and I got in. Oh boy, I got in a police chase from Georgia through Florida, and somehow escaped it alive. And just I had a I guess you would call it a come to Jesus moment. And right there, you know, I, I looked at myself and I was like, okay, so how the hell did you get here? And I'm like. Who the fuck are you asking? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, no, you're drive.
0: you're you're in the right place. You're good. good. You're, you're, yeah, you're totally good. <laughs> okay.
2: There's no yeah, filters right there. here. But that was a really, really a point when I was 13 and four, uh, 14 years old, and I really started looking at myself like, "Yo, you are the one putting all of this in motion. When are you gonna decide to change change the lanes? Because right now, this lane is gonna get you nowhere but dead. And after I had that conversation with myself, I kind of calmed down a little bit because um it was not looking good. And I was only 14 at the time, 14, 15 at the time. Mm. Wow.
0: Police chase across how many States? Two at how how
2: old? 14. Okay.
0: Just want to, just want to make sure everybody that's listening and just like digest that. I was just writing in my book yesterday, how I learned how to drive at 13 and 14, but it was not during a police chase. So (laughs) mad respect, (laughs) mad respect. Continue.
2: (laughs) Mm. Yeah, it was, it was an interesting time, man. It's, um, I was, I was a kid in the streets and I was just following people. I was a follower for a long time. And then I, I remember at that moment, I started, I started saying, wait a minute, if I'm following all these people into this trouble, I might as well do it myself if that's the case. <laughs> so, and, um, I brought this up to a, one of my, one of my boys, I was talking to yesterday cause I counsel teenagers now. And, um, I was talking to him the other day <laughs> and I was like, you know, at some point in your life, you're gonna realize that you put all this in motion because this is your doing. I'm like, because get think about it. I'm like, wait a minute. When you get up in the morning and you don't make up your bed, you don't clean your room, and then you come back and you look at it and like, now I got to deal with this again. Who started this whole thing? Elma Fudd? <laughs> I'm like, no you started this motion I'm saying like, and and you got to understand that when you're 18 now if you continue to do this and you get to 48 you're going to look back at yourself and be ashamed and angry and guilty and just completely messed up because you did it and you didn't start looking at yourself now but now you're at 48 and you're like shit I wasted all that time <laughs> cuz I even look at myself now and some things like my financial situation right now I'm like You know, I wasted a lot of time because I didn't take hand of it. I didn't take take and put the discipline in it that it deserves.
1: So here's a question for you, Coach DC, because Uh I hear you. I feel that. I love that. I get it. One of the things that a lot of us do is we let that inner critic start to say, what if, what if, what if, because it's human nature. And I've done Mm -hmm. that. And it sounds like there's a little bit of that in you. And I catch it a lot in Chris, too, like. You know, what if I did something different or my mom did this or, you you know, you start dangling there. Mm -hmm. What can we all do individually and collectively to start the story right now? Because here's something I do believe and I want to get your your thoughts on this. I do believe that we're all perspective points or fractals of source. So Mm -hmm. we can we can just say it the way people might be scared to hear it. You're a component of God, period. Mm -hmm. You're a component of universe creator. So Mm -hmm. you're made from that image. You're made from a piece of that. So you can start the story now and be Uh a king or you can go to yesterday and say, why didn't I start earlier? I'll change the question a little bit. How do we teach people right now to start the story being a king today? Even if you don't have all the money, even if you don't have all the background, how do we all how do the three of us and everybody else start being a king or queen today?
2: Scott, you just answered your own question, brother. (laughs) (laughs) give me your answer (laughs) (laughs) you answered your own question like three times and I'm like oh I hate when that happens I hate when that happens (laughs) like what and it's it's one thing I've found and um, I'm going to say it this way because and I'll explain it later on why I said it this way Um, women are good at staying in the past and they bring up things in the past, you know, they'll live in the past, they'll bring up feelings from the past, and they're good at staying in the past. And, but we know this, we know the secret to that as men, which is I can't do nothing about the past unless I change the right now. I can't do anything about the past unless I change the right now. And if I can't look at the past and say, okay, yeah, I messed up, I need to change this. Like, like me, for example, I was reading the book, um, what is the book, name of the book? Um, The Millionaire Next Door. Hmm. And on one Mm -hmm. chapter, I'm stuck on one chapter looking like, you know, this is my chapter where where I could just look at myself and say, you're all in the red, you just messed up the whole damn chapter, stop. (laughs) And I need to go back and say, and start over again because I know that I'm out of order in that chapter. And I need to get myself in order to to get my millions or my dream for the future. And only when we can look at ourselves and see that, yo, okay, so it's, it's me, it's me, I need to look at me, I need to set discipline in this area of my life. Because in one part of the book, he says, most people put three times more effort in their physical fitness than in their financial fitness. True. I was like, bro, then that means that six times for me, I am out of order, <laughs> completely. <laughs> So I'm like, I need to go back and get some order that completely because physical fitness, I can do with my eyes closed. <laughs> Financial fitness, yeah, that's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, we have to be honest with ourselves to see where we we're out of order at. That's what I mm-hmm. mean by walk your talk.
0: <laughs> walk your talk. Well, you mentioned a word that I love talking about. I was just on an interview yesterday. We were talking about this discipline. You know, when most times we say the word discipline, what's the immediate reaction? <gasps> oh, shit, what's going to happen? Like, I'm going to discipline you. I'm going to discipline you. But when I think about it, when people ask me about like when I did 75 hard, when I did the 75 hard program, they said, what did you learn? And I said, I learned the ability to have self-discipline in moments where I did not want to because I made a promise to myself that said I was going to do this. So the discipline for me was really, again, words have so much meaning depending on what our experience is with those words. So I was like, okay, why does discipline sound so bad? I'm like, no, discipline is actually ownership. It's self-love. It's like putting yourself so far first that you're so sick and tired of that, that you have to do it because if you don't do it, you're not going to be excelling in the way that you, that you want to be. What are your perspectives about discipline and where did you learn the most about discipline in your own journey?
2: It's funny. um, I started learning discipline in a, what was it? A gym class in training school, Stonewall Jackson training school in Concord, North Carolina. And we were just doing like jumper jacks and push ups, and usually all the military drills. And then I found out that um, the teacher was actually a Vietnam vet named Mr. Perry, and we talked all the time about everything. And, and um, I started understanding you know, if you don't discipline yourself, nobody's gonna do it for you. And as far as men go, I, I'm like, yo. The, the, the bad thing that people don't understand about every man is that the savage is still there. The caveman is still there. The dude that will tear your neck off, shit down your throat, and then eat it is still there. <laughs> and people don't get and understand that part about men. So they say, you know, well, men are just hard. Men are just, no, 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 no. The savage is still there. He still knows how to get nasty and kill when it needs to happen. But now we're in a society where everything is be soft, be nice, be kind. Yeah, that's kind of (laughs) hard.
1: I've got a question for you, coach. Have Mm -hmm. you heard the book uh, Wild at Heart? No, I haven't. Okay, so if you haven't, and this is for Chris, too, because I've never mentioned this book on the show. Wild at Heart? Yeah. So, so this, this book just echoes exactly what you just said. And there's, it's a book, really, it's a book for women to read. And I forget what the the counter book, there's another book that men should read about women, but wild at heart says just that it says that men want to be vulnerable. We want to be authentic, but like, listen, if you and I, we've never met coach mm-hmm. and I'm assuming if you play sports too, we're going to shake each other's hand before the game. What's up brother. You new here. It's good to see you. Love you, buddy. And then mm-hmm. we're going to start playing, and we're going to want to eat each other's soul, and we're going to get in an argument. And then yeah. when we leave, we're both going to be like, hey, bro, I like that move you had of the hoop, and you're going to compliment me with something. We're going to be cool, but we're going to be a little pissy, and then we'll have a shake, and we're fine. But there's that space that we know the basketball court is our wild at heart. It's our moment to go mm-hmm. hunting. It's our moment to attack. And we've learned to take sports, and I don't want you to die. I don't want to hurt you, but mm-hmm. I kind of want to eat your soul just a little bit on the court.
2: Exactly it's and, like and um, that's the thing.
1: And when we we found places to do that and people think that we're being like beasts and we're uh-huh. just trying to get that out so we can be everything society wants us to be and it's not easy.
2: Exactly. So, nobody so wants us to be natural anymore. Yeah. Nobody yeah. nobody wants kids to be natural anymore. Everybody Ooh. wants you to be this civilized person. And I'm like, "Yo, the basis of our humanity is our animality." So Say that again. The basis of our humanity is our animality, of us being animals. Gotcha. So I'm like, if you don't put that in some kind of context and understand that each one of us has that, then you're going to get what you have right now, which is a a bunch of people going chaotic, having sex everywhere, and doing whatever they want to do in the corners. This is what the Bible was talking about, what it was talking about, Sodom and Gomorrah, because people have lost their ways. Because if you don't get some civilization in a human being, He's going to be nothing but the animal that he already is. 100%. And that's basically what the book was saying. And yes, we we picked these spaces. I mean, MMA, boxing, I mean, Muay Thai, Jiu-Jitsu, all these things I've ever done yeah. was just expressing my animality in the most civil way possible.
1: Yeah. The, the most allowed way possible without exactly. you being a beast. I've used football, we- basketball, mm-hmm. boxing, and without that, I just played – I just said to Chris, right before you came on and joined us, I said, Chris, I had a lot of work today and I had a training. And so that I didn't lose my mind and come here being an idiot, I just went and played basketball and acted like a jerk to 10 other men. And we Mm -hmm. hugged each other and I left. And I essentially (laughs) said, sorry, I was being a complete jerk and I want to kill you, but I'm just kidding, and I'm going to go be a human now. Mm -hmm. And guys get that. Like, guys get that. Like, that's our release.
2: Guys get that, but that's the thing – but as guys, this is the one thing we miss about women, which is most of them are shaped by the environment. A lot of them are shaped by the environment and what the environment says. So you know, CNN says this, and well, it's what it is. You know, ABC says this, and my girlfriend says this. That's what it is. You know, without even thought or even research. Guys, we have a we have that wild side that says, really. <laughs>
0: <laughs> really? Really? Yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. I want I want to capture Randy's uh, comment right here. Wow. He says, "I love the concept of discipline. I am a highly motivated uh desperado, but left to my own devices, I will easily wander off the course. I set up uh my disciplines to try to keep me on track. Good stuff, Coach DC." Um, absolutely. I want to, I want to shift the conversation to think about, you know, when we're talking about walking our talk, which is one of the most important factors in really when I think about my own life and I think about my own coaching and everything that I've done, congruency has been so important to me. And it wasn't until that I really realized what my huge why was. I mean, Simon, Simon Sinek talks about the why, but for me, I realized it on my own. It's like, when you have a big enough why, you have a big enough how. Talk to us about your journey, Coach, because I know you've been through a lot of stuff. Talk to us a little bit about that journey and where you realized what your big why really is.
2: It's funny. Um, it's, um, I, came, I came out and I started, I came out of um, the juvenile system or the prison system and I started fighting. Because how old were you 18, okay. 17, 18. Cause I found out that I needed a, a discipline to put that energy into. And if I didn't have a discipline to put that energy into, I was going to just go off track and wild, like usual. So for 10, 12 years, that's what I did. All I did was train and fight, train and fight, train and fight, train and fight. Just, just put it in there. And then after that, I started training and putting it into bodybuilding for a while. But then I found out how heavy I needed to get for that. And I was like, nah, I'm not gonna do this. So now, then I just became a trainer. I started doing a lot of diff- different disciplines like animal flow, yoga, um, um, weight training, co- um, kettlebells. Oh, what is it? Kettlebells. Oh, kettlebells. Kettlebells. Yeah, all of those things.
0: Not ketamine. <laughs> <laughs>
2: kettlebells with ketamine. That's another just started, show. I just started <laughs> putting my, dis- my my energy in these different disciplines. And after a while, you know, it looks like I was talking to one of my kids one um, couple of days ago. I showed him some kettlebell tricks that I haven't showed anybody in a while. He was like, well, how do you do that? I was like, easy. If I pick up a tool, I'm going to master the tool. Otherwise, there's no use me picking up the tool, (laughs) period. So I'm like, if I'm driving my car, I'm the master of the car. So I am going to master driving my car. I'm like, you learn this early in your life that, you know, that's what god is talking about or what they're talking about in the bible is become talking about becoming becoming it um i was looking up the word religion and the basis of the word religion means to bind or to bind fast so you want to bind your spirit to the words of the book so in binding your word your spirit to the words of the book you become the words of the book therefore you exhibit its behavior on every single path of life
1: so I, I like that. And for some reason, when you were explaining that um, I had a visual and I know you cause you're a trainer and I've been a trainer in the past too. I uh, remember the first time we grabbed those ropes and you started doing the ropes and doing the flow and you're feeling your shoulders and you're going, Oh God, this is for hoops or for boxing because it's going to help me keep my arms up in the speed bag. And you feel it. Like I was, cause I remember thinking if I'm going to do this, this sucks. I'm going to get damn good at it. And I'm going to be able to apply that in a functional way to life. And I like, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm listening to you with the kettlebells. I'm visualizing mm-hmm. the specifics that you're doing with it. So to that point, mastering every piece, you know, Chris and I talk about this in our coaching and talk about brilliance, finding and coming into alignment with your brilliance mm-hmm. that's already inside of you. And so one of the things I always share is that you and I, like we're looking at each other as human beings. Chris, we're looking at human beings. We see each other as ash and underneath is this city of gold. There's this is gold statue or city of gold. And all we got to do is remove the ash and it's all underneath there. And so many of us are sitting here like you at 14 and you're Chase or me listening. to My dad say, you're, you know, you're nothing or whatever. You're in this space where you, you decide that you're not gold. You're just ash. Cause that's all you can see. And we can fix that by just moving that ash off of ourselves and seeing the gold. And that's what I hear you saying is you're going to find that perfection. You're, if you're going to try something, you're going to perfect it. You're going to find the gold, the brilliance. Yes. How do we get? How do we get everyone else to do that? Because as a trainer, as a coach, we're constantly saying, "Do this, do this, do this," and people aren't doing it. How do we get people to do it? Because we want to share this stuff. How do we get them to do it?
2: That's easy, I actually. The hard <laughs> question, Scott.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, That's you know easy. my answer, Chris. I've, said, I've said this a million times. I want to hear mm-hmm. someone else's answer.
2: So, <laughs> so you know, um, I first met this kid. And I don't know if his mom is on here tonight, but I sent her the um thing, the um link. And I first met this kid and he stumped me right away. He said, you know, sometimes I'm sitting in my room and I got my computer and all these things all over the place, and I and it's dirty and trashy. And I know my mom has told me I need to clean it up and all this. And he's like, and I just don't want to do it. But I'm aware in my head that I should do it because you know it's my mom says I should I should do it and all this but I don't want to do it. And we were walking around the block and, you know, every now and then these kids stumped me. To like, And I was just stumped for a second. I was like, you know, that's the perfect position to be in. And he was like, why? I said, because now you get to change that just a little bit. I wanted to see what you're creating. You are a creator. Every single thought that you have, you're creating something. If you follow it along, no matter what you're thinking, you're going to create something. So let's think about this for a second. I said now. So you're sitting in your room. and You, notice trash, you know this trashing on the floor. You know this. Your your bed's not made. Your computer area is all messed up. You got food in your room. You're probably going to have roaches sooner or later.
0: Crusty socks.
2: mm mm-hmm, Now you're 18. <laughs> now think about this. Let's add 20 years to that. Now you're mm-hmm. 38. You're sitting in another room, the same situation. You got shit all over the place. Your bed's not made. You got your rappers on your stuff. So you got ants and rats and roaches and shit. And no girl wants to deal with you. You don't have a family because this is how you decided to live. I said, but this started at 18 when you first recognized. So you get to create every single moment of every single day. So what are you creating? Are you creating this kind of person that's going to be dirty? Because you're starting at 18, but you can carry this to 38 easily. You can carry this Mm -hmm. to 50. You carry this to the rest of your life. So what are you gonna tell your kids? What kind of family are you creating? Because this is what parents are supposed to be doing, is helping you to form yourself into a parent yourself. Mm -hmm. So as a parent, do you wanna come home to this every night? It's your choice. After that, he says, you know what? I'm going to think about that for a second. He still hasn't made up his bed.
0: (laughs) You know what? It it reminds me of what you're talking about, Coach. It reminds me of what Bob Donnell talks about. When it becomes acceptable, it becomes inevitable. Uh And what you're saying really truly is so inspiring because we really do. And I was talking about this on a a show earlier today, I think, or yesterday, is the fact that, you know, sometimes we feel that we are responsible or that is our quote-unquote fault for things that have happened to us in our past. And obviously a lot of the stuff that screws us up now happen usually between the ages of zero and five, because we were born without the intellect to be able to have the emotional intelligence to process all the shit that was going on when we first were born because our brains would have been too big to come through the birth birth canal if we had had that emotional intelligence. So that's what forms afterwards. But when you think about the formative years, I think about my son being five years old now. And I know that zero to five, that conditioning is so massively important that I'm worried about what's going to happen next. But what ultimately we have to remember, and I want to get your opinion on this is, far as you know as far as going from being a victim which so many people are they're a victim to their situations they're a victim to the beliefs that they have going on in their head they're a victim to the to the to the, to the people that they're around with them, the, themselves the most but what i tell people right now it's like it wasn't your fault that that situation happened that was not your fault like when i think about my situation of getting beat you know by people in the schoolyard by people on my street by my mom when i think about all that abuse you know i sat there and i think i'm like it wasn't my fault it wasn't my fault but But, and I remember this at the age of 22, I remember it was my fault if I chose to continue to use that as a scapegoat for why I wasn't gonna be successful. So at that point I realized, okay, that happened to me, that happened for me, but now I gotta take responsibility. And like you said at the beginning of the show, now I gotta walk my walk, now I gotta walk my talk, now I gotta be congruent. Talk to us about what we can do to to, to formulate that path of congruency so that when we're going through our day, like for me personally, When I think about my legacy, I ask myself in the middle of the day, is this getting me closer to or further from my stated goal of of fulfilling my legacy? And if I answer myself honestly, then I switch what it is that I'm doing and I change that. So talk to us about how we can switch the the level of our belief system about what happened in the past to shift that so it works for us so we can actually catapult that and walk our our talk and be congruent with who we truly are, not who people want us to be. Don't make me repeat that.
2: It's <laughs> yeah, so no, It's funny that I got all that. It's, that's the interesting part. But um, I try. You know, I was thinking about it this week, and um, I was like I said, I was listening to the book, um, The Millionaire Next Door, and and then I was just the the, the very next morning, I heard my guru say, I think his the the thing the the chapter of his talk was you got to look at yourself, and. I started looking at myself and I was like, OK, so how did you get here again? And how did you get here financially? And I started looking at the moves I was making. I was like, so. Does that make any sense at all with where you want to go? Like, No, then maybe you can need to make some different decisions. Yeah, that's the choice. And I even told my wife after that, I'm like, you know, I made some damn dumb ass choices. I'm glad I'm alive long enough to, you know, to actually change them around a little bit. Because you so know, first you have to realize you've you've made those choices, you've made them, and you got to change it around. And coming to how how you know I um I created the Intense Fit Way, which is which is pretty much my religion, which is my way of walking out life, of my way of managing your mind, our minds, our body, and our breath, and um. I was looking at it. And I was like, "So, how do you change?" And recently, and, and in, in the intensive way, I look at every religion. I've been through Christianity. I've been through. Um, I've been a Muslim. I've been to the what it was Jewish Christian Church. I've been through Scientology. I've been through all these different churches, <laughs> and um, I was and, and and now I'm studying. I'm going. I've gone back to Quran recently. And the one thing I keep telling everybody is like, I'm, I'm like, listen, my problem is simple. My problem with belief is simple. Belief about behavior is dead, it's a lie. If there's no behavior behind your belief, you're pretty much just said nothing. Amen. You just spoke a bunch of smoky words, which is rampant in our society right now from the top down. They just speak a bunch of words, but they don't walk them out worth crap. None of them. On both sides. Republicans, Democrats, Libertarians, whatever you give them name, the name. The, the, the LGBT people. All these people. All of them are hypocrites. Every last one of them. Because first you didn't check yourself. Because you start you started blaming everybody else. And when you start blaming everybody else but you don't check yourself, you don't do nothing but make yourself a hypocrite. And everybody does it and that's where we're at right now it's the land of hypocr- hypocrisy mm. coach i have got a great friend and uh he, he's i'll never forget
1: this and i know you're gonna fully appreciate this uh, his name is drew bixby he's probably not listening right now but i'm going to tell him to listen after this because i haven't talked to him in a little bit he wrote a book called blame drew and his name's mm-hmm. drew bixby so again he's pretty much saying look closer at yourself and mm-hmm. i'll never forget what he told me we're driving down the street in austin texas i'd only been here for a few years we're working in partnership together. And I look over, I'm like, you know what pissed me off about Austin? I love this city, but look at all the trash on 35, which is the major highway that runs through. And he goes, you see that trash, don't you? And I go, yeah, I go, it pisses me off. He goes, so you see it and you're not picking it up. So I don't even want to hear it. And I'm like, and I got really upset with him. I'm like, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't do it,
2: I didn't do it. But I love like it. You
1: know, I'm like a 25 year old right kid there. at the time, whatever. So I'm like, I'm like, you know, go after yourself. <laughs> and, and I remember going home and I'm thinking about it, I'm like, son of a bitch. And so then I'm like, we got to do park cleanups. We're going to do highway cleanups. And in that moment, one lesson from one person that resonated. And you would, my business classes, my motivational speeches, my coaching all talk about accountability. You cannot get, like, you'd be so sick of hearing it. I'm like, but what are you doing about it? Great. There's a problem. What's the solution? Can you impact it? If you can't impact it, what can you do? Can you move on? Is there another thing you can impact? But I just won't take it. And that all started from Drew making me realize that I didn't do this. It pisses me off. So shut up and do something. And, uh-huh. and I want to share that with the world. I don't know if Drew's book's still out there or whatever, but read Blame Drew. It's all talking about, listen, you may not have created the mess, but if you see the mess and you have an opportunity to fix the mess, then shut the hell up and fix the mess. And, and exactly. even as I'm saying it, it makes me angry. I'm like, well, why are people making the mess? We can do two <laughs> things at one time. We can pick up the mess and we can find the source of the mess and we can address the mess. We can do it all. I can clean up the trash, go say who's doing this, figure out how to stop it. You can do all of it. And we give away our power because we look for, well, this person will save me or this creator will save me or this group will save me or I didn't do it. Stop that shit now nope. and do something so what do we do to get people to follow that because that one awakening moment for me was all it took it took one person saying you're full of shit and i'm like i'm not full of shit and then i had to fix myself
2: <laughs> you know it's easy you, you've got to tell yourself that you're full of shit
1: yeah i did i was and like you, a, you, full you, really shit.
2: Gotta, you really gotta you really <laughs> gotta, look, you really gotta <laughs> look under all the rocks. Because we had a lot of crap under the rocks. Mm-hmm. And then we, we blame other things. And it's pretty much us most of the time. It's not the system. It's not institutional racism. It's not any of these things. It's mostly us most of the time. And if we take the time to look and take the time to have patience, we can overcome. But we don't. Most of the time we, we cry. I believe in adapting and overcoming. I mean, that's pretty much been my life
0: adapt and overcome i love it i love it. i want to grab some of these comments and i have another question for you the conversation tonight is brilliant guys so please share this out if you think that people can get a uh get a get an impact from this please 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 this is a this is an important conversation for us all to be having um i want to go back up to a couple of comments right here um let's see uh I just got to capture this because it's funny uh, in the context I put it, but my daughter is the queen of crusty volleyball socks. LOL. I saw, I
1: saw yeah.
0: I, saw I feel that. sorry for her sorry boyfriend or girlfriend, but uh, <laughs> yeah, my son has some sticky people. That's not what I was talking about. Megan I was not talking about crusty socks because it's the unfiltered experience. So I just got to be, I just got to be honest with you. Margaret says, wow. Thoughts are optional choice to act is yours. Oh. So I mean, point. it's so unbelievable yeah. how life is so simple. I've deduced it to this point, and I think I, thought, I think about it like triple A, like awareness right? Acceptance and then action. Acceptance is the part of where we're at is like accepting that we're really truly where we're at. Like for me, when I was like borderline becoming an alcoholic, I had to become aware. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm drinking too much, whatever. And then I had to accept like, okay, yes, this is becoming a problem. And at that point, that acceptance had a branch on it. It wasn't going to be, I'm going to blame my my mom. My mom was an alcoholic. She was a drug addict. She was all these different things, or I was going to accept responsibility and say, you know what? might these people have, you know, some truth in what is that they're saying? Maybe I can just, like we talked about it before and Scott talks about it so eloquently. Can we put the accountability mirror up to ourselves and say, hey, listen, you know, do I have some stuff inside of me? Because we often know that hurt people hurt people, of course. And then we often know that we don't like in others what we don't like in ourselves. So being able to put that perspective mirror back up to ourselves and say, hey, listen, this is an opportunity and I love questions. And I'm going to ask you a question in a second. And so when I think about this, you know, what can I learn from this? I think questions are so massively powerful in what we're doing in every moment of the day. So, when I'm in a situation where I'm taking things, something, taking something defensively, or I'm reacting to something, I sit there and I say, What can I learn from this? Because I know this is something that's coming from within. And I've become smart enough, I've become astute enough to to see that, you know, hanging out with Scott and hanging out with so many beautiful people on that. What are your thoughts in being able to get people out of that mindset of, of wanting to blame everybody for everything that's happened in their life and to have them to, to accept that responsibility? You know, the, the responsibility is not easy. It's not going to be, it's going to be challenging, of course. But through that, we all know, every single one of us, all three of us know that when we look back on our life, that we're so grateful for the negative experience, quote unquote, negative experiences that happened because it made us stronger. We chose to rise above that. The three of us said, you know what, fuck that. I'm not going to do that. That's a situation that happened to me. And happen for me i'm going to take the strength and resiliency to make it happen so i can help other people how do we get people out of that situation in their life where they're just like oh oh i'm so stuck i'm so stuck how do we break people free from that do, are there any exercises or any steps that you would recommend for people that they can do easily today because we want to keep it simple what are some actions that people can take today to get out of that mindset of being a victim and take responsibility for their life
2: well my my it's funny I, i'm i'm studying the quran so i'm studying islam and Muslim, the Muslim culture. And one of the things I've implemented in, in, in my day is the prayers, praying five times a day. And I've always done prayer differently. So it's usually a, a quiet time for me. And then it's a reflection time. It's a reflection of how my day went and how I performed during the day. Did I perform up to the standards that I see myself accounting for each day? Was I honest? Was I kind? Was I patient, understanding the other person's perspective or where they're coming from, et cetera, et cetera? Because after a while, you can look at people and understand and listen to people and understand where they're coming from. And, some, and most people are coming from a state of pain. And if you listen to them long enough, you can understand where they're coming from and you can redirect them in a nice way. But if you don't, you, you, you can come back at them as ugly and aggressive at times. And that's one of the things I've learned lately is you got to listen to people. You got to listen to people and understand where they're trying to get in their perspective. And once you see their perspective, you can see their fears. And once you can see their fears, you become a whole bunch, you become a whole lot more empathetic as a person and are able to help them along their path. But until you get into their pain, until you can actually, Set yourself in that place. You're gonna miss a lot. And so, like I said, going back to the prayers. So I stop five times a day now, to just have a moment with myself, where I check me. Have I been kind today? Have I been patient today? Have I have I actually listened today, instead of pushing my own perspective on somebody? You know, have I actually played with my child instead of trying to get her to see things my way? Which is sometimes hard for a hard headed person like me. <laughs> so you know, it's it's those five times a day where I stop now and actually reflect on how I'm doing throughout the day have changed my relationship with my child and my my wife. So obviously, it's working in some kind of way. <laughs> but just stopping and take time to look at yourself.
1: You know, it's really interesting. I just want to share this, and this is. Um neither here nor there, but I'm literally one of the things I do. I've actually never told Chris this. I've never said it out loud, but I'm going to say it right Ooh. now is sometimes I'll just stare at the guest and watch their energy and I'm listening to you, but I'm watching your energy and your energy completely shifted. When you talked about your prayer moment, I, literally I, saw that could too. See, I could literally see your energy. Now somebody has to go back and watch this and see if you see what I see, but I literally could see your energy shift. Like I could tell you actually dialed into the moment where you're going there and mm-hmm. you actually your energy shifted. It was really cool to watch because I'm the same way where when I'm speaking about what I'm passionate about or what works for me or what heals mm-hmm. me, I mean, you might hear it out loud, but it literally shifts in your being. You can see your it's really
2: it's evident. Yeah, you, you actually move back to that position, Uh huh. which is mm-hmm. badass
1: because you're actually going to that meditative state, that prayer state. And it's cool. And so it's real. So thank you for sharing that because it's it's badass to watch it. You're not just saying it. You're uh-huh. doing what you just said you want others to do you're walking the walk and expressing it and your path doesn't need to be everybody's path but your path is true and that's beautiful Exactly. and, and you're in you're
0: being just you're being truly in the moment i mean that's one of the things that, that is so powerful is that so many times egotistically we're in okay what am i going to get out of this interview what am i going to what you know cares, you're just being cares, here yeah. and that's that's be the beautiful there. thing Is that's what we set up. That's what we set up the show to be is just like, just to be here and just to be authentic because the more that we're transparent, any of us, you know, some of the people I get, people tell me all the time, like Chris, you haven't figured out. You're always so energetic. You have so positive. I wish I could be like you. I'm like, you have no idea what goes on in my brain. You have not tell them I'm like, You know, you have no idea how many conversations I have a day to keep myself uplifted and to keep myself motivated because I know it's all happening for a reason. (laughs) It's not perfection, ladies and gentlemen. This is the moment by moment situation where you have to implement the tools and you have to go back and watch and listen. I listen to audiobooks all the time. I'm constantly learning and trying to to create the next best version of myself. I want to capture a couple of comments here. And then, uh, I mean, that's a beautiful point. That is such a beautiful point. And you are making an impact tonight. I can tell because we got, uh, we got, um, Mary cases in here. She goes, new mantra address the mess. Absolutely. Address the mess. Absolutely. Once you dress the mess, like like it's so funny. We're, we're always running from our fears. We're always running from what's uncomfortable, but the minute that we stop literally, the minute we stop mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, and we say, you know what? I'm not gonna fucking do this anymore. Wow. I'm not. I'm not the pain versus pleasure situation that Tony Robbins talks about, you know, the fact that that leverage comes into play and we will make the shifts when the leverage is, is heavy enough for ourselves. You know, one of the things that I think about, I'm going to ask you this in a second before I grab some more comments is how can we place that leverage upon ourselves to be able to make that change? Don't answer that yet. Um, Samuel Sneed's in the house. What's up, Samuel? He says, if you don't lead yourself, you will never earn the right to lead others. Yes, even your own kids so powerful thank you samuel yes 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 you know that if if anybody gets anything out of this tonight and and i'm becoming so much more passionate about this whether you have kids that are 20 30 or 10 or 5 or 2 please for god's sakes people let's 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 make this about them let's truly make what's going to be the world for the future let's make this about them let's not make this about the bipartisan bullshit and all this other crap that we've got going on in the world please 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 um and Megan says here, facts, especially our kids. If there is anyone who will poke holes and see through anyone as it's, it's kids, it's so true because they're, 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 blank slates. They will sit there. My son tells me stuff and I just laugh and I'm like, I love your honesty. I said, never change that. We don't, we don't blanket that. We don't censor it. He swears. Sometimes he actually asked my wife the other day. goes, mommy, I have to say a bad word, but I want to ask you a question. He's not even five yet. And she, and she told me this the other day. It was beautiful. She goes, she goes, oh, he asked me, he goes, why does everybody have to say shit so much? <laughs> was like, i'm like okay so i'm not the only one saying my wife's not the only one saying who else is saying this because they gave me shit the other day because i gave him a fucking there no, i won't even go into that there uh the daycare the daycare center got mad at me because i there there was some words on his mask that they didn't agree with and i was like oh fuck off um i didn't say that out loud i smiled and said okay i won't give him that anymore uh megan says i wish i still had the watch part feature i must have missed that part um sorry about that um, and a uh, Margaret says here, love AAA. Absolutely. We're not talking about AAA because auto club sucks. I have a beef with them. So y- yes, awareness, action, and awareness acceptance and action is so beautiful because it's so simple <laughs> to do to take responsibility for our life. Uh, Samuel says here, crystal clear, like umpires calling you out. And, and what's the important, let's, let's talk about that for a second before I take some more comments, because that's so important. And Scott and I talk about this. What are your thoughts about having a team, on your side that you can count on to help propel you to the person that you're supposed to be?
2: Ooh, a team?
0: Gotta have a team.
2: Okay, if you have a team, then that means you really have to be a team, which means you really have to get to know each other. You really have to talk and be honest with each other other in that case. And only in that case, then can you look at each other and say, you know, you're full of it then. You know you you ain't right here. And, and, and you can actually come at it in a playful way and, and the person will look at themselves and say, yeah, I, you know, I'm not being my authentic self. I'm not actually putting my complete self forward here. I'm actually, you know, shying away because of this or that. And that's one of the things that we don't understand most of the time. I think people don't get It's that we're constantly responding to life in these situations. And your response is the most important part of it because your response, is, your response or your choice, like Scott said before, is like a path. So your response to this certain situation can be a choice that you make for the next 10 years and can take you on a complete different path in your life than where you thought you were going. And most people don't get that. Go ahead, Scott.
1: No, you, you're right on point, and one of the, so one of the things to break down just to make it um, easier to think about because you nailed the most important part of the team, Chris, and I think anyway is that accountability piece. But um, we have a good friend. His name is um, Randy Pierce. Uh, he's a blind gentleman who went blind at 22 years of old of age. He's over Randy. 50 now. He's climbed Mount Kilimanjaro, run mm-hmm. Boston Marathon like 20 times. The guy's just a beast. You would love him, wild at heart, yet the most compassionate, beautiful, empathetic human you can know. He created an acronym for team and it's have somebody you can trust, have somebody who energizes, and empowers you, have somebody who holds you accountable and have mentors. And the piece there is the trust piece is beautiful because sometimes we feel like we're batshit crazy and we just want to say something and have our friend that's not going to go say, hey, you know, Scott, I think you lost it. And <laughs> be there, right? Scott and I do this all the time. Yeah. Like I don't, I'm not going to tell you who Chris really is because, you know, I love the guy. I don't want you to know. Um, and he's vice versa. He's not going to do that to me. Um, all jokes aside, but it's good to have that person. And then that person who, no matter what you say, says, listen, you're, you're a fractal of source. You can do this, that empower. Mm-hmm. And then the hardcore piece of accountability, that person who calls you out and says, you have said this 15 times, you've never taken action. Don't, don't mm-hmm. tell me it's you're full of shit. And then the other one that I love, and we don't give it enough credence is mentor, because we all talk about getting out of where we were you're 14 and you're in a police station chase you don't want to be there anymore you're 18 and you're in the system you want to get to the next step you're sitting at home and things are fine and you're talking to your wife and you're not talking how you want to and you want to elevate those are the spaces where we move a little bit and we raise our frequency we step up our vibration one of the most beautiful ways to make that happen is have mentors and people who are a great vibration or frequency higher and when we associate with them that energy that flows into us so when we see somebody who's there we're like what am i doing different than them or what am i not doing yet yeah. and so that whole team when you really dial into that team is insanely powerful and it took me a while to process it because coach you might be similar to me i'm gonna do it on my own because i'm a badass and i'm a man and I'm <laughs> gonna do, you know we all do it and yeah. then we say I'm just a man, I'm just doing my best.
2: You know what I call, doing- that, I call that, that, that that individual Americanism right there, yeah, and, and oh, we all we all get a piece of it, and it's pretty much a, a misunderstanding because we all say, well, I'm an individual, I'm an individual. No, you're not. no you're not, you got a brother, you got a sister, you got a cousin, you got a wife, you got a, you got a son, you got a daughter, you got somebody that you influence every single day. You're not an individual. Stop it. Somebody mm. you every single day. You're not an individual. Stop it. And until you understand that you cannot be a team player. There are no individuals. We're all sending and receiving stations at all times. That's what the mind does. Oh yeah. At all times. And and until we get that, we won't we can't grow until we get that. Let's just keep growing until it. we get that.
1: You you bring brilliance to the table, you're a fractal of source, but so is everybody else. And Mm -hmm. the beauty of your brilliance comes in the teamwork. Think of this. Let's just say I'm let's just make this up. Let's say we're all playing basketball together. Let's say I'm the best point guard on the face of the earth. Can I play the game by myself? No. Mm -hmm. But what if you can shoot and Chris can rebound and suddenly we're in flow together and it becomes a dance? That's five people. What happens when we connect to the universe and we drop our brilliance in and every time we connect with somebody, we ask questions. What can I do to serve you? How can we serve one another? That's where the brilliance gets activated. It's not in this, I'm a badass individually. It's I recognize source in me and I'm gonna share the shit out of that. That's where teamwork comes in.
2: Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's like Jordan um, Peterson rule number nine. You. <laughs> no matter who we talking to, we can always learn from that person. There, are, There's always something there that we can learn from that person. And I'm like, you know, and that's the thing with me, I'm like, and my wife my wife would get on me, she's like, well, you're spending time, you're watching this TV show. And I'm like, dude, I put a whole podcast together <laughs> off of this TV show. What you talking about? <laughs> yeah. The whole thing they were talking about, I put it in real life and put a whole podcast together off of that one TV show. Mm-hmm. So
0: you're studying, you're learning, you're growing. You're like, yeah. ab- you're observing that stuff. A
2: hundred percent. It doesn't matter what I'm doing. I
0: just love you call your wife, dude.
2: <laughs> I say I say
0: that so many times. It's so much funny. Do like, why, do you, why do you call your <laughs> wife, dude? I why do, do you? What? I yeah, call everybody,
1: uh, dude. People are dudes.
0: Ooh. They're dudes. I mean, I, sometimes I feel bad if I say, if I call, yeah, anyways. Um, Megan says, boom, reflection, check in. I need to do better about that. Thank you. I just added that to my whiteboard. Thank you so much, Megan, for being here and sharing your brilliance with us. Uh, Jamar says, that's good practice. Stop five times a day to have a moment with yourself. Jamar, thank you so much for being here. Well, wait a minute.
2: Jamar is actually my cousin.
0: I was going to oh, say, I see, a, I see I see see a last name here that, uh, that makes sense. Thank you so much, Jamar, for being here. Um, let's see, Raquel here, my sister from another mister I got to meet uh, here in California. She says, the beauty hey, is found on the other side of healing. Yes, it is messy and uncomfortable and worth it. Been there, leaving a legacy for healing for my children and generations beyond. Uh that's what it's all about ladies and gentlemen that's why i wake up every single day and i have the intention and the power to impact the world and to be a better dad and to be a better person because i know that any moment in time that i could go and i want to make sure that my son knows that i was always congruent with my dreams and my passions and everything that i wanted to work for so yes thank you raquel thank you i'm sorry it took you like two days to get home but uh, i'm glad you got home i just gotta i gotta highlight this one for a second shit is the exclamation point
2: (laughs) <laughs>
0: yes you're in the right place megan thank you thank you thank you if that if that disturbs you please turn off the channel and don't watch us anymore but yes shit is the exclamation point uh margaret says here again amen i you stop drop in and breathe I mean, it's, it's so, I mean, again, going back to the simplicity of life, you know, when I have stressful moments and my son reminded me of this not too long ago, we were in, we were in traffic and we were, I was trying to get him to a haircut. Long story short, I was being like reactionary. I was like, what the fuck? You know, the ways kept telling me 17 different directions. I was like getting on the wrong thing. And I was so mad. And we finally get to the place, the parking sucked and I'm trying to get him a haircut. And he's like, dad, remember you're breathing. He's not even four years old. Cause I've been teaching him this. I'm like, I like, son, anytime that we get frustrated, anytime we want to react, just stop, just stop. I said, we just do four. Four seconds in. Hold for four seconds. Four seconds out.
2: You know the funny thing about five. that is?
0: We just do it four.
2: The funny thing about that is is that's how I wake up in the morning. Yeah. I do um box breathing, four seconds in, yeah. hold for four seconds, four seconds out, hold for four seconds for the first 10 minutes of the morning. So there's no thought in my head, all I get to do is just breathe and enjoy myself for the moment. It's
1: sources breath. So you're breathing in that which created you and becoming it. You can't fail. I mean, Uh it's perfect. It's perfect. It's all about
0: it's all about sending that intention. Samuel says here, you have to be willing to tell each other the truth and you have to be willing to hear it when it comes or there is no lasting team so true samuel so true i mean i've had so many situations in my life personally where i've said please tell me the truth please tell me the truth i want to know if i'm fucking up i want to know if i'm screwing you up i want to know if i'm not meeting your expectations and so many people won't tell you the truth but they'll talk behind your back and they'll sit there and say shit and it's like so samuel thank you for that because you know the truth hurts but the truth is what causes us to grow and then we can either sit there and say oh well you're just being an asshole and just go back into victim mode or we can sit there and for me i sit there and go is there some truth in that there's and i've had situations in my life that i could talk about that where i was like no that's not true and i'm like mm, there is a little bit of truth in that when we do that when we recognize it it's amazing the growth that can come from that um it is amazing so thank you samuel for saying that uh box breathing works um who, what is that who else was that who else held for four seconds i'm um, not sure what that is about four seconds uh, but, of
1: breathing hold it hold i need just make yeah. a joke on top of it
0: but I just, I think it was so, I think it was so beautiful that my son literally gets out of the car and he's like, dad, remember you're breathing. And I'm like, and I really want to tell him like, come on, let's hurry. And I'm like, you know what? He's making a point right now. So we stopped there in the parking lot and we did our fours and he was like, you feel better dad? I'm like, yeah, come on, let's go. And we walked in there. He got his haircut. Everything was cool. And I walked back out of the, in the parking lot. I gave him a big hug. I got down on his level. I'm like, dude, thank you. I said, that's what this is about. This is about, we get in a moment where we're feeling anxious or we're feeling reactionary. We're feeling the fight or flight we just got to stop, take a couple of breaths, ask ourselves, will this matter in five seconds, five minutes, five, maybe five years or whatever it is, and then move on and ask ourselves really the question, why am I taking this personally and be able to respond to that and change um, the outcome of what it is that we're doing? So, um, guys, we've been talking for 59 minutes for an hour. Uh, I knew that this conversation was going to fly. So, <laughs> Coach. Coach, final thoughts, final thoughts on the conversation. What do you want to leave people really understanding and knowing and what they can do to change the trajectory of where they're at right now?
2: Final thought. Final thought goes simply like this. In America, we have everything, but we don't have ourselves. We have all of this stuff, but we don't manage our basic selves at all. We don't manage our fitness. We don't manage our minds. We don't manage our money. We don't manage our time. We don't manage ourselves at all. But we have all this stuff, which is the basic imbalance of America, which is what it is. So we're depending on all this stuff, but we haven't managed ourselves, which which means we've made ourselves slaves to the stuff, and we are the creators of the stuff. It's like, you know, the cars, I mean, the money, all these things are simply our tools that we created to use one way or the other. But now we've gotten so unconscious and so consumeristic that these things have actually made us slaves to them. The creation have be- has become the, the master and we created them and nobody gets that part. So I always take it back to manage, start managing yourself first. I always start with managing your breath, manage your mind, manage your own thoughts, manage your own money. It's yours. It's just like your breath. It goes in and out. Manage your time. That's all life is made up of is time. Learn to manage yourself. And that's what I do. I teach people to manage themselves. This is coach. Peace.
0: Beautiful, beautiful coach. Um, we're going to definitely have you back. You want to have him back on the show, Scott? You know
1: All right, do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of no. I do. We have a lot more to talk about. I'm always no, a
0: jerk. I've been, I've, I've, been talking to, I've been talking to Coach literally every week Please. on Clubhouse, Please. and I'm so excited when you show up, dude. Seriously, I am. I learned from you. I learned from everybody in the in the in the in the in the room. So thank you so much for being here on the show. I can't wait to have more conversations with you. Where can people get a hold of you? Where can they continue the conversation with you? Your website, your Instagram, what's going on?
2: Okay, so you can catch me here on YouTube at Coach DC, or my fitness page is called Intense Fitness and Boxing. Um, Facebook, I am Damien Caldwell or Intense Fitness and Boxing. Uh, Instagram is Coach DC or Intense Fitness and Boxing, or either one. I'm around anyway. Coach DC, you will find me somewhere. There you, you will. All those places. You will.
0: all these places all these places ladies and gentlemen boys and girls um such such a great show margaret says here thanks uh great show thanks coach um mary Kay says there is a lot of you and stuff don't forget about you (laughs) absolutely uh angel is in the house she says got here late going back to replay you will enjoy the show angel thank you so much for being here appreciate you all right, coach, I'm going to place you backstage. Don't go anywhere. Go back in the green room, have a sip. Uh, don't go anywhere. We're going to, Scott and I are going to talk to you just in a second. We're going to finish out the show, but thank you brother for so much for being here tonight. It's been a wealth of conversation. It's been a wealth of information and uh, just love you brother. So uh, don't go anywhere. Whew. There we are. We're going to go over a little bit, ladies and gentlemen. So hang with us. But uh, Scott, final thoughts. What do you think about the conversation we've had tonight? Cause it's been super powerful for me. I know that.
1: I love coach DC. Um, He resonates with me huge because I just know that he gets me and I get him because he's one of these people who gets that wild at heart thing, understands the whole idea that people have lost their hearts and people are trying to figure out where to place that energy being human, Um, men in specific in that conversation. But all of us, I'm going to end off of one simple thing. I never do this. I'm going to share a poem and I don't I don't share poems often. For some strange reason, we learned a poem by Wadsworth Longfellow years ago in high school. And I remember the first stanza and it always stuck with me and I didn't totally get what it means. And in my thirties, forties, and now in my fifties, I fully get what it means. And it's exactly what coach DC was saying. And it goes like this. It's called the world is too much with us. The world is too much with us, late and soon, getting and spending. We lay waste our powers. Little we see in nature that is ours. We have given our hearts away a sordid boon. The world was created by us. We are the creator. It was created in our hearts. And we started living in our minds and chasing and chasing and consumerism. And I need this and I need that. And collectively we're waking up and we're coming back in realizing all the answers are right here. And Coach DC gets it. Let's walk the walk. Let's look inside. All the answers are within. If you pray daily to reconnect, if you meditate daily to reconnect, if you do some deep breathing to connect with source, get on it and know the answers are all inside of you.
2: That's all I got.
0: Boom. Scott, David, Coyette, thank you very much. Where can people get in touch with you? I know we have it on our our, our stuff, but uh, I know you got a lot of stuff going on. Where can people get in touch with you?
1: Oh yeah. They can still do scottgoyet.com is the easiest place.
0: com. Go or check him out.
1: Carrier Pigeon. I've been working with Carrier Pigeon a lot lately
0: oh, as well. Oh, nice. But you got group coaching <laughs> going on. You got a lot of stuff going on. So go check out yeah. his website. Please, please, please. Scott and I are a team here and we bring this to you every single week because not only do we learn something, but we really, really, like I said, at the top of the show, we want you to walk away yeah. with at least one. I mean, I could count probably 10 nuggets that we talked about tonight. Literally 10 nuggets. Just walk away with one that you can you can you can make the promise to yourself, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, that you can make the promise to yourself to start changing tonight or tomorrow. When you when you accept responsibility for where it is that you are at, when you decide that you are not going to play the blame game anymore, you're not going to play the someday someday game anymore, that you're going to realize that every action that you take, every decision that you take, every person that you surround yourself with will ultimately lead you to a journey and a destination based on those people that you surround yourself and based on the decisions that you make. When you get out of that victim mindset and when you start to take responsibility for walking that talk and being congruent and really identifying what it is that you want to be, who it is that you want to be during the day, what it is that you want to accomplish, and ultimately, what is your legacy? What is your legacy? You got to think about life as a roadmap. And I know Scott, you agree with this. We have to look at this as a roadmap. What is the destination? what is the ultimate impact that we're going to make? I just heard a statistic the other day that blew my mind that said, I can't remember how many people it was like 60% of people today. The new generation do not know who Michael Jackson is. And I was like, Holy shit! I was like, what the fuck? Like our generation of course is going to know who Michael Jackson yeah. is, but the new generation, like who, what you, had- Oh, wasn't he the pedophile? When you think about the opportunity for us and what we do every single day, we are building a legacy ladies and gentlemen. We are building a legacy with everything that we're doing, with everything that we're showing, especially if you have kids, whether the kids are two years old, five years old, 20 years old, whatever it might be, we have a responsibility and, 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 a, and, a, and, a, and a, and a, I guess, uh, um, a project, I guess, if I'm, if I'm being honest for each and every one of us to sit there and look from within ourselves to start healing ourselves, to start having empathy and forgiveness for the people who wronged us in our life and to be able to heal and start giving self-love and self importance to ourselves, start taking care of ourselves a, a little bit better. Because ultimately when I've talked to people this week, Scott, it's been a, a mind blowing. I'm like, who do you love the most? And they'll tell me, I'm like, how much do you want to give them like your best? And like, everybody says hundred percent. I'm like, so let me ask you, what are you giving yourself? And so many people just sat there like, Oh shit. I'm like, yeah, it's not being selfish. Ladies and gentlemen, it's being, it's, it's, it's pouring into yourself. It's pouring into yourself to be able to become stronger, to become more aware, to set the example for your kids. If you're in a shitty relationship and you're showing your kid, you're showing your kids, this is what you do. You tolerate a shitty relationship. Do you sincerely want to do that? Ultimately, when you wake up in the morning, you should be excited about what you get to do, where you're going, the passion that you're having for it. And when you're done with that, you should be excited about where you're going and who you're spending your time with. And if you can't answer those questions that you're honestly excited about either one of those, you have to take responsibility starting today, starting tomorrow and say, what am I going to start doing differently? What responsibility am I going to take to start changing the trajectory of my life? And we've talked about the nuggets in in, in, the, in the show tonight. So if you didn't get them, go back and watch the show again. Go back and watch it. Take a couple of notes and start putting that shit into action because the compound interest will, will will pay off. I'm living example. Scott's living example. Uh, Coach DC is living example. We've all come from super, super adversarial situations and we're living here today. We've taken our trash and we made it our treasure and we want you guys to do the same, please. So if you're struggling, if you have situations, reach out to Scott myself, reach out to Coach DC. We're here for you. This is why we do this. This is no joke. This is a safe space. We want you guys to know that there's somebody here for you every single moment of every single day we love and care for you we appreciate you guys being here whether live or on the replay go to the experience.com make sure you're part of the facebook group we got a lot of exciting stuff coming up in 2022 to help you continue to move yourself along whether it's training programs whether it's continuing uh the, the shows that we're going to be doing here we want to hear from you what do you want to see in 2022 we love each and every one of you um and, uh, yeah, we're going to go back and check out some of these comments right now, but I know that I have to go to trunk or treat with my son. So yeah, I,
1: um, I got to get the, my daughter off to a party. So uh, I, love you, I love the, you, brother. I love you. Scary stuff right here.
0: I love you, brother. From the bottom <laughs> of my heart. Thank you for all the shit you taught me about love and fear and everything else. And go love. Okay. Now I was actually, oh, I, oh, I got to tell you the story real quick. So I was wearing your glove. Look, are you wearing my bracelet?
1: So here's the, I no, don't have any braces on right now, but, no, hold on. but hold on. I gave Jessica one and I gave Laura one. I wore them in Boston to uh, the bar that we went to. I just, I never wear anything when I go out. Okay. Again.
0: But I was just saying, I was in a restaurant the other day and she saw my braces. She goes, go love now. I love that. And I said, it was all my idea. And no, I'm just kidding. I said, go check out Scott. <laughs>
1: Take the idea. Who cares whose idea? Said, no, 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 no.
0: No, I was like, no, you got to all go love now. We all Did have to go love dreams? now on ourselves. <laughs> we have to go love now on ourselves. So. Thank you guys for all of you being here. I'm going to go back and comment all these comments. So love you guys. Go out there and have an impactful weekend. Go out there and make amazing moments. Be in the moment. Be invested in where you're at and what you're doing. And obviously, always continue to strive for becoming a better person tomorrow. We love you guys. The Unfiltered Experience. Peace out. Have a great weekend.